If you have an unquenchable thirst to crush your bucket list, relentlessly pursue your dreams, and live life on your own terms, then turn up the volume and tune in. You're now listening to Zeph and Moses Blacksburg on the Year of Purpose podcast. This episode of the Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. Hey everyone, this is Zephan Blacksburg here, host of the Year of Purpose podcast, and I'm here with Hal Elrod. And Hal, he's the number one best-selling author of what is now being widely regarded as one of the most life-changing books ever written, titled The Miracle Morning, The Not-So-Obvious Secret Guaranteed to Transform Your Life Before 8 a.m. It is also one of the highest-rated books on Amazon with over 900 five-star reviews. Hal, how's it going today? It's going well, Zephan. Thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. So uh, your book, first of all, has been inspirational in my life only because after implementing a routine that you recommend in there, uh, it's allowed me to write my book and I've used it uh, quite often so that I can become more productive. So first of all, thank you so much for that. And, you know, for anyone listening in who hasn't uh, heard of your book, The Miracle Morning, available on Amazon and uh, I'm sure a ton of other places online and in bookstores, uh, definitely worth the read. Uh, But this all kind of starts with your story. You know, you at the age of 20 experienced something that you could be, you could consider it a miracle. And uh, Uh, so I'd love to have you share that just briefly with everybody and then we'll jump into the book. Yeah. uh, Yeah, absolutely. When I was 20 years old, I was in sales. Um, I had gone from being a radio DJ, you know, DJing uh, on the air to, which was like my dream. And then a buddy of mine was selling Cutco kitchen knives and he used to always bug me and say, Hal, dude, you, oh, you'd be great at you'd be great at selling Cutco, you know? And I was like, dude, I'm not, like, I'm a radio DJ. I'm not a salesman at all. And uh, long story short, I took the gig. Um, t- t- longer story short, 10 days later, I, I, I broke this all-time company record where I had sold $15,000 of kitchen knives in 10 days, and which was more than, like, I don't know, almost anyone in the company had ever done. And um, a year and a half later, as one of the top salespeople for the company, I was always asked to give speeches. And after a speech one night, I uh, was driving home and I was in my brand new Ford Mustang, which at 20 years old, that was like, you know, the dream car that I could afford sort of thing, right? right. Wasn't the Ferrari, but, you know, it was up there. And uh, driving home that night, my car was hit head on by a drunk driver at 70 miles an hour. And the worst was actually yet to come as my car spun off the drunk driver and the car behind me crashed into my door at 70 miles an hour. And uh, I died for six minutes. I bled to death on the side of the freeway after they you know, took them an hour to get me out of the car. Uh, was in a coma for six days, broke 11 bones. And when I came out of the coma, you know, I was facing a pretty unimaginable reality. I was told I would never walk again. Uh, I had permanent brain damage. I, again, had 11 broken bones. And uh, I, I just, you know, I had to choose how I was going to respond to what had happened to me. And, you know, there's that old saying, everything happens for a reason. But I think what I figured out was that the reason isn't predetermined. Like we're often conditioned to think like, you know, we go, why did this happen to me? And we're like, we're asking, I don't know, our friends or family or God and like actually looking for an answer that is predetermined. When the reality is I realized that everything happens for a reason, but it is our responsibility to choose the reason. You know, we can choose reasons that are victim reasons like, oh, bad things happen to me all the time. I'm unlucky and blah, blah, blah. Or we go, you know what? 
this sucks. This is the worst thing that ever happened to me, but I'm going to make this my greatest comeback. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, use this adversity, turn it into an advantage. I'm going to help other people. I'm going to whatever, however you want to do that. But so for me, I just realized that I can't change what happened to me, which that's true for all of us. Everything that's ever happened in our lives, you can't go back in time and change it. Right. Right. Um, unless you're Marty McFly with a DeLorean, like <laughs> it is what it is. So you can either feel bad about it or sad about it or depressed about it or get angry or whatever. Or the only intelligent choice is you accept all things that you can't control and you only focus on all of your energy, all of your emotions, only focus them on the things that you have control over. And so I decided, you know what, if I never walk again, I'll be the happiest person you've ever seen in a wheelchair because if I'm in a wheelchair, I might as well be happy. But I'm not going to put my energy into my fear. Like, I don't want that to be the, the, you know, that's like the worst case scenario, never walking again. So I'm going to accept that so it doesn't have any control over my emotions. But I'm going to focus all my energy into walking again because that's what I want. So I thought about walking. I visualized it. I dreamt about it. I prayed about it. I, you know, I talked about it. Um, that's where I, you know, I, accept, I accepted the worst case scenario. So but put no energy into it once I accepted it. And I don't think it's a coincidence that three weeks after the crash, um, you know, my femur broke in half, my pelvis broke in three places. Uh, and two weeks after I came out of the coma and was being told I'd never walk again, the doctors came in with routine x-rays up in and they said we don't know how to explain this but your body is healing like at an incredible rate and we're gonna let you take your first step in therapy tomorrow oh man so yeah it went from like never walk again to three weeks later and I took my first step and you know the rest is kind of history as they say I, I got back to I left the hospital uh, after two months I, I you know I got back to work in my sales job I finished that year as the number six rep in our company and and to me it was you know it wasn't about me it was just going like hey this is this is universally true for any human being on the planet that you know we accept what we can't change be grateful for everything that we have and then focus every day on making progress towards our goals our dreams our our highest vision for our life and you know you like when we do that you can't fail yeah and a lot of it you know it sounds like there's a lot of uh positive attracts positive here right like you could have stayed in bed and been all woe is me you know why did this happen to me this this negative thing and stayed in that sort of negative mindset or you know you can choose to say all right well here's where i am and i don't have to accept the script of how this is uh supposed to play out or what th people think is going to happen which you know in your case people thought it would take longer to recover and for you you recovered amazingly much faster than most and so i think it's a lot of positive attracts positive and also uh not really accepting the script of what you know other people would settle for right yeah yeah and i always absolutely i always say that you know positive thinking doesn't solve your problems you know but but it puts you in a peak physical mental and emotional state to solve your own problems and that's really what it is you know not to mention all the metaphysical benefits of you know the law of attraction there's definitely truth to that um i, I believe the mind body connection i i don't think that's it's a coincidence that my positive thinking and my like profoundly fast recovery i think there's a correlation i don't have any graphs to show you but um you know i would imagine that you know i mean it's been proven that our mind can literally manipulate our cells right i mean we can cause disease with our thinking negative thinking and stress or we can cause healing with positive thinking and so i mean i think there's so many benefits of of, of focusing on what you want and accepting what you don't want i mean it's it's arguably one of the most important kind of mindsets that, that we can adopt Exactly. And so at some point through all of this, you actually went on to run a 52 mile ultra marathon. Is that right? 
Yeah, I was, you know, being told I was never going to walk again, and then I was walking again, and then it was actually the, I know one of the things that you wanted to talk about today is, is the miracle morning, and that is, that's where that 52-mile ultramarathon, you know, became a possibility. I, in 2008, when the U.S. economy crashed, I, at that time, was, I don't know, what you would probably consider average, or most people would consider successful by most standards in terms of I, my income was about, I had just left my sales career. I left a $100,000 a year position to be an entrepreneur. Like, you know, there was risk involved, but after a couple of years, I was back up to almost where I was income wise. I had bought a brand new house, brand new car, and I was living my dreams. Like I wanted to be an author. I wrote my first book, Taking Life Head On. I wanted to be a, my big dream was to be a professional speaker. I was, you know, I had started giving my first speech for like 2,500 bucks, you know, so I was starting that. And then I launched a coaching business. I was doing sales coaching, business coaching in my mid-20s and bought a brand new house, bought, bought a you know, sports car and uh, met the woman of my dreams. I was in the best shape of my life physically. Um, in fact, I was 5.7% body fat, which wow. I used to, I was going to, I used to always joke, I'm going to get 5.7% tattooed on my you know, bicep or something. <laughs> so it's like, I was like everything I was, I was working so hard in every area. I was happy. And when the economy crashed, I lost everything. Well, not lost everything, but I lost my house. You know, I had to short sell my house. I went from being debt free to having to not having enough money. Like I lost over half my clients. So I had to live on my credit cards and I was, I went from being a debt free Dave Ramsey student to, um, having a $53,000 credit card balance in wow. six months. And, um, and just, it was getting worse every day. And so for the first time in my life, I got deeply depressed. Like, I mean, to the point of you know, thoughts of suicide, I, I hated my life and because I felt hopeless because I, I kept trying to fix it. You know, it's like I would accept it. Okay. I'm at like this low point. It's only going to get better. Then it got worse. And then I'm like, okay, all right, this is my rock bottom. I'm only going to, you know, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to change it. And then I lost another client and on and on and on. And so, uh, to keep, another long story a little bit shorter. I, I had an epiphany. I went on a run. I hated running. And a friend of mine said, Hal, if you want to fix your life, dude, you need to get, you need to exercise, go for a run every day and listen to an audio book on business. You can figure out how to get more clients and turn it around. And I didn't think it was, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I'm desperate. I'll do it. But I, I, I just want some advice on making money, like in getting my business going. I, I don't want to go for a run every day. And on my first run, I heard a quote from Jim Rohn that turned everything around, Zeph, and, and it turned it around faster than I ever thought possible, or at least at least this was the catalyst for turning it around. Jim Rohn said, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development. And in that moment, I realized, hmm, I'm not dedicating time every day to my personal development to become the person that I need to be to create the success I want in my life. I'm just waking up, going into my office, working all day long and going to bed, right? And then maybe watching some TV in the evening before, that's it. And so I had this epiphany. I'm going to go home and I'm going to figure out what are the world's most successful people do every day for personal development? Like what are the most effective personal development practices known to man? And I'm going to pick like the top one or two and I'm going to start doing those. And after an hour at home kind of researching online to figure this out, I couldn't narrow it down to one or two. There was this list of six that you've heard of all of them. I mean, they're, it's silence, you know, meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling or what I call scribing. And none of those were new to me. So I was kind of disappointed, like, ah, oh, man, I was looking for like the quick fix, like, you know, the cutting edge thing that I didn't know about. These are like the oldest practices known to man, right? And then it hits me. Number one, I don't do these every day. Number two, what if I did all of these? 
Like none of the research I did showed me any human being on the planet that was doing more than two or three of those. I thought, right. what if I did all six? That would be the ultimate routine. I woke up the next morning, even though I wasn't a morning person, I did all six. And to wrap this up, first of all, that morning I felt unstoppable. And what's interesting is, and this is what everybody reports with the Miracle Morning, is it's like day one is a game changer. And you're like, holy cow, if I, if I feel like this every day, dude, it's only a matter of time before my outer world reflects the way that I feel. And it was less than two months that I more than doubled my income. I went from being in the worst shape of my life to exactly what you mentioned, which is I thought, uh, what, what could the miracle morning, like how could I really implement level, you know, how could I get my fitness at the highest level? And I thought, I'm going to do an ultra marathon, 52 miles in one day. And I, I, you know, I started it right away and or started training. And five months later, I, I completed it in one day. And maybe most importantly, my mental and emotional state, I went from being depressed and hopeless and scared in a scarcity mindset to feeling unstoppable. And that didn't take two months. It was day one. So with the financial, the physical and the mental and emotional turnaround happening so fast, I started calling it my miracle morning, but it was never going to be a book. And then the rest is kind of history, as they say. I told a coaching client. She had amazing results. I told all my coaching clients. They all had amazing results. And then I was like, I've got to turn this into a book. And now it's, I don't even know how to explain it, but I mean, I have multimillionaires. Robert Kiyosaki reached out to me a couple months ago and told me he's read the book three times. Wow. He's on day 60. It's completely not only changed his life, but it's changed his marriage. And this is somebody that's worth like $80 million, best-selling author, rich dad, poor dad. And so what I realized is that this is so effective and equally universal, meaning if you're at rock bottom like I was, or you have an $80 million net worth and you're a best-selling author, or you're anywhere in between, right? Like it is applicable to everybody and it's pretty, pretty wild. And I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about it was that it's very simple. You know, it's not like it's this crazy, like jump up and down, you know, pat your head and rub your stomach at the same time sort of thing. Like it's the principles are there. Right. And I'm sure a lot of people had considered things like this at one point in time, whether it's, you know, exercise or reading or anything like that. But I feel like that reminder of, of having you there and putting it into this, you know, easy to use 60 minute, if not even shorter routine. Yeah. Uh, made it much simpler. And I think, um, remind me or correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I pulled this from your book, having a glass of water next to your bedside at night and, and yeah. drinking it as soon as you wake up in the morning. I actually haven't stopped doing that from the first time I actually read the book. Nice. And yeah, when that, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say just something as small as that. I mean, that's, there's a huge change there that happens. It's, Something that, and I learned this from Eben Pagan. Eben Pagan is a mentor of mine, and uh, he, in fact, I need to reach out to him. I want to get him in the, we're doing a, the Miracle Morning movie we just started filming. Yeah. And um, we got Robert Kiyosaki in it, James Altucher, uh, John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn, and um, and uh, Eben, anyway, I'm just like thinking out loud. He's somebody <laughs> that I really want to get in the movie because he inspired me when I was writing the book. But he taught me that, and, and it was basically the idea that when we wake up in the morning, you haven't drinking any water for like six, seven, eight hours. So you're dehydrated by default. And dehydration and fatigue go hand in hand. So most people don't drink water first thing in the morning. In fact, they drink coffee, which is a diuretic, which further dehydrates you. So you're actually, you wake up dehydrated and then you drink something that dehydrates you, right? So yeah, so for me, I down a glass of water like I was a college kid at a keg party. You know what I mean? Like I just, I just pound it and then I fill it up again and, and I start on my second glass first thing uh, when I wake up. So immediately I'm hydrated. And for those people that like to snooze, um, I don't hit the snooze button very often, 
Uh, but if I do, I wake up and I down that full glass of water, then I snooze for 10 minutes so that 10 minutes later, my, my body's hydrating. Uh, very smart. So that actually brings me to a good point here because, you know, obviously the, the whole routine is laid out in the book, The Miracle Morning, and everyone definitely needs to check that out. But I have to ask, what do you do or what do you say for people when, like, let's say they, they start it, right? And they've been in it for three, four days. They're really struggling. You know, some people just, they struggle way more with making new routines than others. You know, for yeah. people like me, it's simple. I jump right in and I'm in it and it's great. But for some people, they really do have a hard time with it. Um, so just what's your advice or tips with, you know, sticking to this and holding yourself accountable? So the, the, one of the most important chapters in the book is it's called from unbearable to unstoppable. And it's how to, how to implement any habit or integrate any habit into your life in 30 days. And for me, I've been a coach for a long time. I, I have a group coaching program with 200 members. So I'm always creating content for them. And, you know, I've realized that one of the most important things that, that for us to be able to master as human beings is the ability to change a habit, right? And, and either get rid of a bad habit or Im- implement a, a new positive habit. But most people suck at it. You know, you think about like New Year's resolutions, all a New Year's resolution is is a new habit, right? I want to quit smoking. I want to start exercising, whatever. And great example of how bad we are at that is if you go to the gym, you know, like the first week of January, like January 4th, it's packed, right, with all these people with New Year's resolutions. But like go to the gym two weeks later and half the parking lot is empty, right, because people don't know how to stick to a routine or no, stick to a habit. So in the book, I teach the psychology of this and how to like the most effective way to implement a new habit, the first 10 days, there's three 10-day phases, and I'll just briefly go over these, but the first 10 days uh, is the unbearable phase. Uh, the second, and I'll explain what these are, but the second 10 days is the uncomfortable phase, and the third 10 days is the unstoppable phase, and here's what it looks like. Days one through 10, and of course, you know, the, I mean, the days could be off by a you know, couple days, but for the most part, days one through 10, uh, a new habit often feels unbearable, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not a morning person. I can't get out of bed, you know? Or, or like when I was training for that ultra marathon, I hated running. So the first 10 days, every thought was like, oh my God, I hate this and my, bo- like my body aches and I, like, I'm not a runner, you know? And, 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 but if you, here's the thing, because we're never told that, and we wake up on day one all optimistic. Usually the first few days, people are like fired up, you know, if, like if they're excited about the new habit. Like Miracle Morning, people always go, dude, like I, I didn't start unbearable. Like I was on, you know, I was on fire. I'm like, yeah, it starts that way. But you will hit a lull. Maybe it's on day four or six or whatever. But you'll go, all right, the initial excitement wore off. And now I'm just realizing, uh, you know, like this is something that's out of my comfort zone. And what happens is um, if you go into a new habit that you're trying to change or implement, with this awareness, that is the game changer. Because if you don't know that it's unbearable for 10 days, then on day four, you're like, oh my God, I gave it four days. I gave it a valiant effort, but it's still, I hate it. I just, I guess I'm not meant to be this person or, you know what I mean? And so you throw in the towel. But if you know the first 10 days are going to be unbearable. I'm committed for 30 days because I know that in 30 days I'll be a different person and the habit will be easy to, to sustain. So let me ask you a question. Zephan, if you know a habit can change your life for the better, can you do anything for 10 days even if it's difficult? Oh, 100%. Of course, right? But, but if, if you're not aware, you don't know that you need to be committed at that level for that long. So first 10 days are unbearable. Second 10 days are uncomfortable. And what that means is you're, it's still not a picnic. It's still easier to not do it than to do it, whatever that habit is. Um, and that's where 
you have to stay committed, right? You got to go, okay, I'm still not a runner yet. I still kind of don't really like it. But the different, the beauty of it is it's no longer unbearable. You're not hating it. You're not like defying it with every fiber of your being. You're just kind of like, eh, I don't really want to do it, right? So it's, it's not as hard, but people can often throw in the towel at that point too, because they, they, uh, you know, they, they take a couple days off or whatever. And then finally the, the unstoppable phase days 21 through 30, here's what this looks like. Um, this is where you wake up one day and whatever your new habit is, if maybe it's actually waking up early, there's no resistance. There's no hating it. There's not even any, uh, it's not even uncomfortable. In fact, it's the opposite. You're fired up. Here's how this looked for me. Days one through 10 of running, I hated it. Days 11 through 20, I'm like, uh, I'm still not a runner. Am I ever going to like this? And then somewhere around day like 23, 24, I woke up, I went over, I laced up my running shoes, put on my shorts. And I headed out the front door with a smile on my face, fired up to run. And then it, it, I didn't realize it. It was like a few minutes into the run when it hit me. I went, wait a minute. Like, I want to be here right now. <laughs> right? I'm like, weird. I want to run. Last week, I didn't like this. Two weeks ago, I freaking hated it. <laughs> now I actually want to do it. And here's the question. This is pretty rhetorical, but you can answer it, Zeppin. Is it hard to continue doing something that you are now enjoying doing? Not really. <laughs> no. And so that's the power of it. And that's why the Miracle Morning, you know, we have tens of thousands of people. I mean, I think we're over 100,000 people now that do the Miracle Morning every day around the world. And over 70% of those people from I've surveyed them, they have said before the Miracle Morning, I, w I've, I was not a morning person in my entire life. Most of them said I've tried you know, to become a morning person multiple times, I failed every time until the miracle morning. And, and so, um, yeah, so I'm not sure how to wrap that up, but uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that's really it. That, that's really it. So people, if they understand that it's 30 days, stay committed, understand the emotions you're going to go through. First 10 days will feel unbearable. Second 10 days are uncomfortable and then stick with it. Have be, be optimistic. Think positively. Somewhere between day 21 and 30, you will hit a stride. You will be fired up. And the reason I call it unstoppable is because, like you just said, it's not hard to continue doing something that you no longer resist doing. You're actually enjoying it. You become a runner. You become an early riser. You become someone that identifies with that new habit as part of who you are. And I would certainly personally endorse all of that only because I had never seen myself as a writer. I always hated writing. Uh, and then about two months ago, I set out to write and publish my own book. And as I was telling you just before we jumped on the call, I've got about 165 page uh, rough draft uh, sitting here waiting to go to the editor. And, you know, I'd never expect myself to be able to do something like that had it not been for, you know, creating this routine where I sit there and have a dedicated time and space to write you know, just about anything just to see where it goes. That is exciting, man. Very, very exciting. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for being here. We'd love to share with everyone, you know, where's the best place to get the Miracle Morning? Uh, where's the best place to keep track of you and things that are going on? I know you've got a movie that you're working on. So uh, just share with everybody, where's the best place to find out all that info? Yeah, the Miracle Morning, uh, the book, the best place to get the book is Amazon. Uh, unless you're an iBooks user, you can you know get it on iBooks. But otherwise, Amazon.com, you can pick one of three formats. You can get the paperback, you can get the Kindle, or you can get the audiobook. So all of that is the Miracle Morning, um, the book on Amazon. And then 
Uh, my website, if you want to reach out to me, halelrod.com. Um, depending on when this airs, we are putting on a live event in San Diego, uh, a two-day event called Best Year Ever Blueprint. It's our second one last year. 200 people had their lives radically transformed. Uh, I mean, and I, I, you know, that's not no hyperbole, like really uh, profound changes for people. And uh, this year we're doing it again. Uh, that website is bestyeareverlive.com. Uh, and right now, if you go, there's, you know, there's early bird pricing and, and all of that. So, um, and then last but not least is I would invite everybody in your uh, list that's listening, Zephan, to the Miracle Morning Community Facebook group. We created this Facebook group, or I created it when the Miracle Morning book came out a couple years ago. And uh, like, I am blown away by how supportive and engaged our community is. There's over 20,000 people in there now. Over 100 people a day join from all over the world. And they they just support each other. Like people will come in and go, I've got this challenge. And I've seen people get like, you know, by the end of the day, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 comments from fellow community members. And sometimes these are people that it's like their first day in the community. They like, like I'm new here and I'm, you know, does anybody have any advice on this topic? So anyway, everybody, the Miracle Morning community uh, join it on Facebook and, and I check in there almost every single day. So I'm, you know, I'll, I'll look for everybody's posts. Awesome. And I'm a member of that as well. And so I definitely find it to be a great resource to have, you know, if you're wasting time on Facebook, it might as well be in a place like this because these people are really there to help you. And, uh, Hal, thank, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, I really appreciate that you took the time out and, uh, for everyone listening in, check out the miracle morning on Amazon. Cool, brother. Thanks so much, Zephan, and everybody that tuned in. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, uh, and I hope to see you in the Miracle Morning community on uh, Facebook. Oh, and in San Diego, if you can uh, come to the Best Year Ever Blueprint live event, uh, love to see you in person. Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you soon. This episode of The Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. I've discovered what I think is the world's most effective process to design your path in life. It'd be a shame if I didn't share it. In Life Rescripted, you will discover the number one strategy for determining your life purpose and how you can start a new path today. The 5X life hack rule for accomplishing your dreams and designing your life on your own terms five times faster. The ultimate solution for fear and how you can leverage it right now to make this year your best year yet, and so much more. Reserve your spot in line to get a free copy at www.liferescriptedbook.com and I will see you in the next episode.